1: can't go Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 24th of October 2012. Newcomers, as always, I suggest you make good use of Cutting Through the website. And hopefully you'll start to understand uh, the reality beyond the fake reality you're given at the bottom level as you're caught up in the kaleidoscope of massive data, not truth, but data, and bread and circuses and politics and so on. Because the big boys a long time ago decided to take over the world and reorganize everything, human nature even, redesign humanity if you like, and to, to better serve themselves at the top. And they formed big institutions, big foundations, which fund armies and armies of non-governmental organizations and lobbyists, sociologists, they have anthropologists, they have zoologists even, uh, they've got all kinds of ologists on board with them to alter the world to suit themselves. And you're all living through it, and you've adapted to it too, and even your present cultures, et that which you take for granted, were all given to you by the big boys and designed a long, long time ago, before you were even born. So help yourself, as I say, to the website And uh, you start to understand what's going on Remember, too, that you are the audience that bring me to you You can keep me going by buying the books and discs At the website, cutting Which all have audios for download And they all carry transcripts in English for print-up, too, by the way And if you want transcripts in other languages Go into Sentinel.eu, And you'll find a selection offered there but uh, to orders, as I say, from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders. Uh, you can send cash or you can use PayPal across the world, Western Union Moneygram, PayPal. And straight donations are really welcome. So don't, as I say, bring on anybody else's advertisers who terrify you with some good stuff, but not always, it's kind of dodgy stuff sometimes too, mind you, info-wise that is. And then they sell you the antidote so you can live forever through all kinds of catastrophes. So uh, I depend upon the listenership to just keep me ticking over. This is not an enterprise. It's not an ego thing. It's just a simple, it has to be done. Somebody had to come out and start talking about the truth for a change. But we live in amazing times because, as I say, everything that's happening today, everything that's happening on a large scale, from the amalgamation of the central banking systems across the planet, the rise of the International Monetary Fund under the auspices of the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland, all planned by the Council on Foreign Relations, which is just one branch of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, planned over a 100 years ago. We're living through that time when the amalgamate countries, just like you amalgamate businesses together, corporations and conglomerates, and that's what we're living through today. And we all I have to get a new culture brought in. The old culture is pretty well gone, actually. And what you have now is a defunct uh, culture that really is rather debased. It was meant to be debased. And mind you, people, human beings like to be debased because they think they're they're free when they're being debased. It's quite interesting. If you've ever studied revolutionary movements, you have to understand they wrote about all this even 200 years ago that they'd bring all of this in then. Because, you see, we've been under... Revolution for an awful long time Most revolutions, remember, are not bloody They're cultural revolutions And then it goes into being taught at school as the new way And you all adapt into it Ongoing, ongoing, never lets up And today, of course, we're all dysfunctional Because no one can stand together For any purpose whatsoever The only ones that can make you fight for anything Are governments, in fact Governments just simply tell you to go and fight And you will do it Uh, But otherwise, you you won't fight for anything for yourself Quite simple, all well studied by top you know, professors and universities for big think tanks. And what I'm saying is, is just the facts. Sad, sad truth, isn't it? Back with more after this break. we're back cutting through the matrix and folk don't know they don't know there's a constant revolution going on it's not by the people themselves because nothing changes from the people's end of it and the grassroots things if they're not planned that way and authorized from the top never get off the ground Plato talked about that all culture is given from the top and now it's fomented through your your, your media Entertainment, and of course, even free education, you must always get it into education, and all that was remember in the old revolutionary uh, circles, all that was had to be destroyed to make room for the new, which would replace it. That meant all of the existing structure of communities, families, everything had to be utterly destroyed. Uh, the state would come in and take over uh, uh, all the aftermath that 's what you have today massive massive governmental agencies and bureaucracies dealing with the aftermath of it all, never mind the National Health Service, you know, and et cetera. But part of it, too, was to hyper-sexualize uh, people. And that was the, one of the easiest and quickest ways to destroy society. Many of the big players who worked and had experimental schools back in the 1920s, for instance, were given permission to do things in those schools that other folk would have been hung for in the same countries, like Britain. But Lord Bertrand Russell was given an experimental school where he would try to uh, hyper-sexualize children by, uh, before they were uh, at puberty age, in fact, to see if, if they would literally carry on through life, never bonding for any length of time. They just want to go from partner to partner. That was successful, and therefore they instituted, it's been instituted into society today. And you have all these movies which augment, augment that too, oh, you're bored with your partner. They, they don't look like the latest, uh, uh boob babe they put on uh, much music television or whatever. And, Everyone's dissatisfied and everything's chaotic. And, of course, the courts make up a bundle of it because they love divorces and things like that. They live off all of the aftermath. Because the courts have a lot to do with it because they actually belong to the original revolutionaries. That's where the court system came in. But folk don't know all that. And as I say, we're living through the time of chaos before they bring in the new system. Uh, You have to worry about it because as you go down into more chaos, in will come the the, the genetic boys and create new kinds, just like Brave New World, uh, new kinds of humans that will never be unhappy. Uh, They'll slave away for their masters forever and they can't possibly complain or even think of complaining and the masters will have a, a smaller, more efficient workforce to serve them down through the future. Now, in Britain they're making hay over uh, mind you, they love this kind of hay because it distracts as well and detracts away from the uh, uh, the massive money they're still pouring into this new Soviet Union called the, the Economic Union, the Parliament in Europe. However it's, it's a symptom of how far we've gone down, we've plummeted because the characters involved that we am going to talk about all lived through the 60s, 70s, etc but they're already hypersexualized before that because this has been around for a long time, in the 50s but Jimmy Savile as I say has been uh, it it comes out after he's dead uh, about just how bad this creep was and how it was, he was covered up by all the people who worked with him, etc. Now, it's a Saville's sex scandal hits a hor- horrific new low. His former colleague, Paul Gambassini claims on Radio 5 Live that the DJ was a necrophiliac. Well, people knew about that for years, because he had keys to the morgues, and he loved to go and spend his time in the morgues. The hospitals gave him the keys. And it says, um, he's aware of the claims and so on. He says that the expression I came to associate with Savo's sexual partners was underage subnormals, he says, says colleague of the Jim'll fix-it presenter. In a 1990 interview, Savile dismissed the claims that he was a necrophilic after saying he took pleasure in taking dead people to a hospital mortuary. And uh, so anyway it says it's one of the most extraordinary allegations that have come out in the wake of the scandal it's not it's actually if they go any further and of course they want to clamp it down now uh, people will get sick of it by the way and want some, some new scandal and some, on some other area but uh, they'll get sick of this they know it will go away you see because they can't let it go any higher because they're up to the house of lords and to even those that knight them you might say but it says a claim was made on Radio 5 Live today by Paul Gambaccini, who started working as a DJ on Radio 1 in 1973. I'll put this one up tonight. There's a video you'll hear Gambacini talking about it himself. Then another article too. It says that now the BBC censors several emails. Lawyers uh, pull messages hinting at a cover-up from Panorama. That's a documentary investigative bunch into sex scandal. Internal messages were withdrawn from exposure for, for legal reasons. Revelations heightens fears that corporation isn't telling the full truth. Well, you'll never get the full truth out of that bunch of, you know what? Because they're all like that. Folk who don't know that. He said it piles even more pressure on Director General George Entwistle. This is the same Entwistle, I think, this. well, it wasn't so bad back then, you know. I mean, he, I mean, some of these girls weren't, you know, they were underage, but, you know, they weren't unaware of what was happening. No, but rape is okay, I guess. You see, that's what he's saying. So anyway, emails which suggest that senior BBC execs tried to cover up the Jimmy Savile scandal were pulled from the panorama expose of the affair it emerged last night. The internal messages were withdrawn for legal reasons amid fears others implicated in the shelving of the Newsnight report could sue for damages. The revelation will heighten fears that the corporation is still not telling the full truth. Well, good luck for getting the full truth. I'll put this video up as well from the panorama bunch and you'll know, hear as far as they went. And I've got a couple of them because I think eventually they put it back in. And another article, Jimmy Savile, What the BBC Knew. It says the Panorama Special investigates Jimmy Savile, child abuse scandal, and asks why the BBC knew in the past uh, what they knew in the past and examines the events around the, the dropping of the corporation's own Newsnight investigation into the subject. Put that up too. And again, another one on Paul um, Gambaccini. Who talks about the the fact that he was into underage subnormals, as, as Savile will like to call them, and um, and necrophilia, and it came out live, and of course the BBC weren't expecting the necrophilia bit either, but it came out live, and they tried to hush all that up. And another one uh, is from the the, the, the drum, it's called Paul Gambaccini shocks five live listeners, as the station that, 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 that expose it was on, with the uh, Savon necrophiliac claim and then you've got um interesting this one here it says member of parliament uh, raises the claim of past pedophile ring linked to number 10 Downing Street where the prime minister lives and it says labor mp tom watson has said that police must investigate claims of a powerful pedophile ring linked to a previous prime minister's senior advisor and parliament itself he asked david cameron to ensure that the officers looked into the allegations Sir Cameron said he would look into the issue, although he said he was not clear which former Prime Minister's advisor was being referred to. That's rubbish. Because everybody knew uh, what was going on with Brown's bunch as well. You know, he loved to bounce little children on his knees and things. The exchanges came during Prime Minister's questions in the Commons. Mr Watson said an evidence file collected by the police to convict paedophile Peter Wrighton in 1992 contains clear intelligence of a widespread paedophile ring. One of his members boasts of his links to a senior aide of a former prime minister who says he could smuggle indecent images of children from abroad, he said. The leads were not followed up, but if the files still exist, I want to ensure that the Metropolitan Police secure the evidence, re-examine it and investigate clear intelligence, suggesting a powerful paedophile network linked to Parliament at number 10. Cameron said it was a very difficult and a complex case and he was not entirely sure which form Prime Minister Blah Blah it was referring to. Utter rubbish. They all know what's going on. You understand? This goes all this goes all the way mind you, the Labour government being part of the revolutionary movement, not that the there are signs any different today. At one time they were different, but not today. They have to really cover it up because this this will be all over the place. I've read articles in the past about members of the House of Lords. You know, who love to pick up young boys and go to special apartments in London, get glass out and poop on the glass. I mean, this is mainstream stuff. They're all weird up there. The whole darn class of them is weird. And all the little psychopathic ones down below trying to get up into politics, they've got all the right qualifications as well. That's the system we live in today. And... Then you go into this one here, it says, blow to Sarah's law, it was a law they were trying to pass, as judges rule that paedophiles' human rights should be considered. That's what's going to come out of it, paedophiles' human rights. A high court ruling said paedophiles should be allowed to make representations before their details are revealed to members of the public. And it says parents have, uh, could have a harder time finding out if any paedophiles live nearby after a high court ruling that sex offenders' human rights to privacy should be considered. If they're not acting like a human, why should they get any rights? Hmm. This is in a judgment that lawyers say risks watering down what's known as Sarah's Law, the court ruled that offenders should be given a say before their presence is disclosed. Their human right to a family life should also be taken into account, the judges said. In a test brought before uh, by a repeat sex offender from the Sheffield area, two judges agreed he had the right to make representations to South Yorkshire Police before local parents who made inquiries about him were told of his criminal past. Sarah's law, started in 2008, allows parents to find out from police if someone has a record for child sexual offences as they move them into your area. Formally, um, known formally as a Child Sex Offender Disclosure Scheme, is named after Sarah Payne, who was murdered in 2000 at the age of eight by Roy Whiting, a paedophile. But the new ruling could force a redrafting of the guidelines. Sir so John Thomas, when the judges ruled that key parts of the Home Office guidelines were unlawful, and said a balancing exercise was needed between sex offenders' human rights to respect for their privacy and family lives on the one hand and the interests of protecting children on the other. Now, there's been so many articles coming out about judges too. I mean, guys who wear these you know dresses and stuff and put wigs on would make me wonder about them as well. And I'm not kidding you about that. There have been so many guys caught dead in their own apartments, dressed as women. One of them was... It was, like, it was like a hammock, the way he was going to cross the room when they found him. He, his legs were tied to hook on the wall one side and, and his head on the other uh, so that he could asphyxiate himself and to get a bigger high, dressed in women's clothing and stock, stockings too at the time. No kidding you, a British high court judge. Now, there's nothing unusual with this. These are where the creeps go. Society is finished, you understand. Utterly finished. All the perps are in control. Not just in one country, it's across the globe. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix now. There's another site out there too that's been watching this for a while to do with the British government involvement in paedophilia. And it, it's amazing, these are the guys that are, you know, they, they sit and plan wars and slaughters and people across the world and, and they, they get kickbacks from the big oil companies who, who they range with that will go in afterwards. And that all came out in mainstream, actually. But, uh, and of course, we're just the, the cattle out there, we're the herds of cattle that just sit back and moo once in a while. But it says here, a taste for animals and children. This his ex-deputy Labour Party Lord Mayor John Johnson caught with hundreds of child rape images on his computer. The ex-Deputy Labour Party, Lord Mayor John Johnson, has been hauled into face charges of downloading the most sickening images on the internet involving the rape and violent abuse of small children. Johnson was charged with downloading hundreds of images of child molestation. Some of the images depicted sadomasochistic rituals with children being tortured and raped by multiple adults. The prosecutor, Mr. Giles Beaumont, said this charge relates to an extreme level of child pornography. Some images involve animals. And it says here, uh, the magistrate Michael Flanagan declined jurisdiction and called for the case to be heard before a crown court. The trial date is November 6, 2012 at Peterborough Crown Court. I hope folks keep their eyes on this one and see where it goes. Then another Labour Party paedophile primary school governor it says here, This paedophile councillor deliberately getting jobs. Lots of them are in schools near, uh, so they can be near their target, which is the children, right? Labour Party paedophiles, councillors. Three times Labour councillor candidate Richard Harris was arrested at his home in Union Street, Exeter, and his computer removed from child protection officers to examine. He stood as the Labour Party's man in three wards, St. Leonard's, uh, Heavetree, and St. Thomas, which are renowned heirs for primary schools and the wards around Exeter. Uh, Labour's Richard Harris was arrested with a list of 500 children's names in his possession According to neighbours, officers handcuffed the Labour Party activist's home in Union Street and bundled him into a vehicle that sped off at high speed Harris was charged for uh, offering the juniors money to have sex with them He said to police officers when interviewed, I felt mostly turned on by children other Labour Party affiliates have had jobs in schools and have been found guilty of paedophilia. And here's some of the names as follows. It says, Keith Potts, Nelson Bland, Greg Vincent, Alec Dyer, Atkins, Paul Diggart, John Freery, Steve Carnell, Adrian Kirkett, Richard Harris, Darren Jeffrey, Pedley, uh, and Ben Williams. Uh, I guess there's a lot more too they haven't caught yet. Now this is an nice interesting one. Labour councillor for Leicester Manish Sood is his name. Manish Sood found guilty of grooming school children for sex. This is a total now reaches 36 labour paedophiles in the UK. Uh, The the, the parents of the children swore at the labour councillor as he was found guilty of trying to molest their children. As he was ushered quickly by security staff at Leicester Crown Court, the paedophile known as Labour councillor for Leicester Manish Sood. Which, who stood in the dock, brings the Labour Party pedophiles to a, staggering, a total of 36, with four others arrested and slipping through the court system. But there was no slipping away for the judge at this court, and the verdict was guilty. The Labour 25 listed paedophile Manish Mood, uh, spotted an adver- ad- advertisement by a schoolgirl for a job in Gumtree, an online service with a part-time work uh, column. Paedophile Manish Mud then decided to phone her and ask her for sex at a fixed price. The child got frightened and was so scared she told no one but her friend in her school. She told her friend what the paedophile labour counsellor was asking her to do for him. He sent scores of filthy text messages and phone calls of an explicit nature. The victim's friend got angry, so she rang Manish Sood and told him to leave her friend alone. Manish Sud then asked her who she was, and when he realized that she too was a girl, a child, he asked to meet her for a massage. He said, I'll pick you up from school. He said, can you bring condoms for me? He then added uh, the child should wear toe rings. I guess that was another little turn on for him. The filth poured out, and the two children couldn't stop the labor pedophile. Around 200 phone calls and text messages by Manish Sud were received by the children offered offering sex for money. He offered them 200 pounds each, but the children refused. Then they realized he wouldn't go away, so they contacted their teacher who listened on the conversation by the labour paedophile. The judge gave him a three-year supervision order. A supervision order, right? That's what he got for it. And uh, ordered and banned him from being near children unsupervised. Manish Sood admitted in court his fixation for little girls. His mother, also involved with Labour Council in Leicester, his aide to the mayor, stood by him throughout the trial saying He was a good man. He says, if it wasn't for the protection of paedophiles by the Leicester Labour Council, the newly prosecuted Labour 25 paedophile Manny Sood would be imprisoned for grooming children. Well, I think folks should look into the whole lot of them there because they're obviously covering something bigger up. Obviously. The parents shouted Labour paedophiles at it again and get with the Labour 25 paedophiles at the closing of the case when a member of parents against paedophiles gave out 120 leaflets to passers-by who vented their anger. And that's supposedly what's running. This is utterly corrupt, you understand. There's no, there's no fixing this, you know. Once you've, 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 you've gone for the, the prime, the really primeval instincts, then you're, you're really in trouble. And they've hyper uh, a whole generation. And the, all the deviants are even more so hyper And they've risen to the top, as they always do, because they go for power. And that's politics. That's where the power generally is. A lot of them get into big business too, mind you, and become rather successful CEOs, where they can then rape their secretaries and other people. Back with more after this break.
0: Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi, folks, we're back cutting through the Matrix, and as I say, rather than go into the politic circus that they give you, Every so often at election time in the States, for instance, it's meant to get everyone caught up in it once again, even though they should know better Uh, Then uh, I'd rather do this, which just shows you where the types are up there. All through all the systems of politics, by the way, especially in the Revolutionary Guard, you might call them, the ones who are always pushing for change, 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 because there's a definite pattern and a direction of change that they want to take us all into. That's why we're actually here in this mess we're in. They don't see it as a mess. They see success uh, because we're all dysfunctional now. You see, but this one here, this article goes on, and I've mentioned now the Kinsey report, the big fake Kinsey report funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. Kinsey himself was a homosexual pedophile too. He hired other ones to do awful things with children. And he hired prostitutes and, and pretended they were just average women and, and came out with all these fake studies to try and push through Become the expert as well, in course But push through all the new changes of laws to bring down, destroy society Especially marriage and all the rest of it It worked awfully well But there were other ones involved too And Masters and Johnson were another couple of so-called legendary sex researchers and so, uh, guess what? Their son, the son of Masters and Johnson, uh, has been arrested for aggravated indecent exposure. People going past his uh, place in the boats, little canal boats and so on, he's flashing them, and he, he flashed two police women. And uh, he's been doing it for ages, mind you. And so that's why this, this was set up to try and catch him and photographed them and I guess they got a good photograph. So he's now in Masses. The married son of renowned sex researchers Masters and Johnson has been arrested for pleasuring himself in front of female undercover police officers as they pass by his exclusive summer home in Michigan. Charged with aggravated indecent exposure, William H. Masters, the third, 60 years of age, was, reduced. <laughs> 60 years of age, was released in $5,000 bail and is facing two years in jail for the incident, which officers say was only the latest in a string of debaucherous deeds in the area. Female officers posing as kayakers were part of a local sting operation investigating the indecent goings on of the posh summer homes in the Point O'Barks, says here. So always charged It says it's a very rich, wealthy, gated community Explained a local source to the New York Post With cottages built by families like the tire magnate Harvey Firestone Masters III was nude on the banks of the Pinnabog River At the port at Crescent State Park Day Use area and Hume Township When the two female kayakers paddled by Officers claimed he yelled for attention to try to get their attention so he could see his weenie on a nearby dune, and then proceeded to make obscene gestures at the women when they looked his way. The boaters, however, were part of a combined law enforcement agency sting operation working out of a two-person kayak on the river. The officers beached their kayaks and chased after Masses III, calling for backup from Michigan Conservation Officer to help in their pursuit. So it says here, the Masters of Sex, Dr. William H. Masters and Mrs. Virginia E. Johnson were the co-authors of the controversial book, uh, Human Sexual Response and Human Sexual Inadequacy. Both books were bestsellers, they always are bestsellers when they're changing the culture, and have been translated into 30 languages because the big foundations are behind them. Together they founded an independent, not-for-profit research institution, there you go, initially called the Reproductive Biology Research Foundation and renamed the Masters and Johnson Institute in 1978. The work was essential to the study of sexual dysfunction, sexual disorders, and human sexual response. Uh, well, they, they, we know what the responses are You stand on the, next to the water And you strip nude And you just wave all the borders To come over and see you, you know. Amongst the most high-profile studies Investigate the nature of female orgasm Specifically the physiology of clitoral and vaginal arousal As well as the difference between the two Dispelling long-standing misconceptions So it was all to get the sexual revolution Really, really going In and, and hyper-sexualized society Which is done now It's f- completely done and that's just the way it is. Now, also to the National Health Service in Britain, uh, the National Health Service—the one that makes sure that most children go down, you know, at the, at the toilets, or else they go up chimneys—that's uh, no kidding, folks. That's where most of the money goes. The National Health Service today—you can't get treatment for things that you need—but that's a priority over there. It says they've come out with a phone app that features a pro- uh, extraordinarily explicit sex tips for children as young as 13. Is branded grossly irresponsible by family charities. So the uh, it says that the taxpayer-funded Respect Yourself info website gives tips on anal and oral sex as well as losing virginity. Also a, a sex to describe slang terms for genitalia and naked pictures of a man and woman with her erogenous zones highlighted. Much of the content too explicit to be reproduced. The whole council involved with site admits site does contain explicit images of genitalia, but insists it's been put together with a lot of thought, care and attention by the weirdos. And of course it is, because that's what they are, folks, and, and they have a big agenda to fulfill. They're not finished yet. One day, as I say, that be, the whole, where it's all going is that there will be no such thing as paedophilia. That's where they're going with it all. It's like Mussolini, when he, before he got into the office in Italy, he says, he says, when I get in, he says, I'll make the trains turn, run on time. And so he did. He just tore up with all the timetables. Well, they're going to simply tear up all the laws. They're trying to do this from the very top echelons of, of the, the weirdo movements of revolutionaries at the top. They're really trying to do it. And these little articles come out, oh, the children are maturing much earlier, etc., etc. This is all part of it as they get their way, you see, and push for the next step. And that's where it's gone. Now, folk don't know that most of their lives their behaviourists run your minds for you. If you don't know that, that hardly an article comes out from government or any government agency or educational authority that comes out with in plain plain language uh, to do the things you'd think it's meant to do. It's meant to alter the way that you think about things. They want you to think the ways that your masters have designed you to think. On every topic, it's called political correctness. And it does alter your behavior. Behavior modification. They use Skinner and guys before him and after him to find ways to alter behaviors of the masses of humanity. And they've done it. They work with even the television outfits and movie industries. Look at human behavior today. Look at I've been reading some of it. But they also do, do the things where they don't want you to go into what's, what you can talk about, what you can't talk about, what's correct, what's incorrect and verboten. And it says the UK is to export nudge unit to Australia. They've already used it in Britain. This is behaviourists, actually. This is an innovative UK government unit aimed at changing people's behaviour for the better. Now, who decides what the better is? It's always to suit those who rule you, you see is exporting its expertise to Australia. Officials from the Nudge Unit, a world leader in behavioural change tactics, will work with the New South Wales government across a range of policy areas. The Cabinet Office Unit comes up with ideas to nudge people into action rather than relying on government intervention has helped the UK court system increase the number of fine payments <laughs> for the government uh, by sending personalised text message prompts, reducing the number of bailiff interventions by 150,000, and generating about 30 million, which is 46.75 million US dollars in annual savings. So they're behaving, that they're altering your behaviour. Remember the Prime Minister talked about it. We can make the people want to pay taxes. He didn't tell you they were going to use his techniques to harass you. You see, it says the unit also claims to have increased tax payment rates by 15% by telling late payment payers that most most people in their town had already paid. They say, had been told, oh, if they've all paid, I better pay too, you know, generating a further uh, 30 million, which is 46.75 US million. And it says Minister without Portfolio Grant Schap said the UK government was a world leader in the innovative use of behavioural change tactics. The work of the units improved public services and saved taxpayers money. Oh, they can fleece you and fleece you, eh? So I'm proud that we'll be recognised on a global scale. The Cabinet Office refused to reveal how much the deal with New South Wales was worth, uh, claiming it was co- uh, commercially confident. So it also changes what you say about things, and what you don't say about things as well. They, they actually set defaults in your brain to make you embarrassed. Uh, If you say something Really some genuine query That you want to get off your chest To find out the answers to And the rest of them around you Are trained to attack you Oh you can't say that You're a blah 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 Or a blah 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 Or a blah 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 They give you slogans back That meant to shame you And that that sets your default position No kidding folks That's how simple it is Visa You know you're all going electronic And all the rest of it too As big brother You understand you, You don't live here to to serve yourselves or even to pleasure yourselves. You you are here on the sufferance of those who own you. I hope you understand that. I hope you really, really understand that. That's the truth of it. But anyway, you're going to cash this, etcetera. The Visa says you can kiss your signature goodbye. From April the first next year all Visa Card present transactions will use a chip and personal identification number, their PIN number at the checkout and scribbling your signature to pay for goods or square off your restaurant bill is set to become a thing of the past. This is all plastic transactions and Visa cards will soon require a four-digit code, with customers no longer able to sign for the purchases, etc., etc. And another article I'd like to put tonight, too, is Impacts of Genetically Engineered Crops on Pesticide Use in the U.S. the First 16 Years. And it says that genetically engineered herbicide-resistant and insect-resistant crops have been remarkable commercial successes in the the U.S. Few independent studies have uh, calculated their impacts on pesticide use per hectare or overall pesticide use or taken into account the impacts of rapidly spreading glyphosate-resistant weeds. A model was developed to quantify by crop and year the impacts of six major transgenic post-management traits on pesticide use in the US over the 16 year period and it gives you the the period and so on and what was tested for and it's actually fallen flat flat for the for the GM guys all their claims have gone the the other way. It's backfired. There's also a link from Reuters on the same thing. And as they say that, that all all other technologies backfired on them. Now they've got all these resistant weeds and so on. They're using more and more pesticides to try and control these weeds. And literally, what you're eating folks, you think are vegetables. Never mind the fact that they're also modified with all kinds of weird genes for a purpose, by the way, which they'll never tell you about because it's killing you. You're also getting soaked with the pesticides, which will sterilize you and kill you even faster. They've done all the studies. There's countless studies out there on this stuff. But that's what you get. see, so You're going to bring down the population, you understand, and you aren't going to get volunteers. And this article, too, is to do with music. For those who just hip-hop to the music and get going, it says that, uh, King Crimson and Emerson, Lake and Palmer, founding member Greg Lake, slammed punk rock in a new interview, calling it a fashion trend instead of an artistic one. Speaking to the Montreal Gazette, Lake disparaged the, the musical value of punk. He says the punk thing wasn't a musical movement. He said it was a fashion movement. It was but a hyping, marketing and movement. There was no real music there, no cultural revolution there. Punk was uh, his, his, his Sex Pistols' manager, Malcolm McLaren, trying to whip up some media hype to create a genre uh, that uh, everybody could ride on the crest of another marketing wave. And it's true, it's a big, massive marketing wave, Lake added. It was only a question of a few idiots wearing tartan kilts and putting gel in their hair, so it stood up like spikes. If that's a cultural movement, and I'm the present of, of uh, he says, F-F-F-F-F-King, uh, Korea, he says. Both King Crimson and especially ELP were savagely derided by rock critics who tended to prefer the raw energy of an political stance of punk over the musical complexity and lyrical obscurity of progressive rock. Still, Lake remains fiercely proud of the music he created with both bands. What tells me that progressive music is absolutely valid is that they can't bring themselves to recognize it in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said in a jab, towards an institution that has inducted commercially unsuccessful acts like Ramones and Patti Smith, but hasn't even nominated Yes, ELP or Jethro Tull, despite their long-term success and influence. It says we're trying to be different. It says we want it to be original, but we also wanted, it in our own way, to change the world of music. Now looking back on it, I think in a small way we did, and it did because the next step was to bring in, in rap, basically. And now we're down at the bottom. We can't get off the ground. Now we're all literally flopped on the bottom. It seems. You see, part of the culture industry is to bring everything down. I hope you've realised that when when pike and others and Mazzini talked about bringing in the nihilists and the atheists it wasn't just nihilistic art that would make you want to commit suicide if you watched it, looked at it. It was also to do with music and everything else to do with culture. Theodorno went into it even further because he came over from the Frankfurt Institute and these boys literally were given the, uh, the task of completely bringing down the West culture, especially Americans down to the most basic, base level that had ever been done. And it's been very successful. And don't criticize me. I'm, I'm just telling you what's fact. Go and look up Theodorno and the boys that he worked with, and what their game, their goal was, and he was given permission by the President of the U.S. to do so. You think there's not a revolution going on? (laughs) And also, it says here, yes, there's an article too about the electronic um, cash payments too. Research in motion, it says, has struck an agreement to help manage security technology that will make it possible for many Canadians to pay with their smartphones through mobile wallets, they call it. So researching the motion, TSX RIM has struck an agreement to help manage security technology that will make it possible for them to pay with the smartphones. The BlackBerry maker said Monday it had been chosen by OnStream, a company set by Canada's three largest wireless networks to provide the security infrastructure that would make the substitute for debt, debit and credit cards at checkout works, at checkouts work. Using the smartphones to make a payment is considered one of the next waves of wireless technology in North America, driven by the growing number of credit cards, rewards programs, and identification that many people carry. I understand all these rewards programs. They just treat you like cattle, animals. Because I remember ta- listening to a guy talking about it that came out with some of the cards for, uh, for these customer cards for, stores, for certain stores. and He says, we have better mouse traps as they offer all the little people the little deals on things. You know, you think they're going to get deals, and they get all your data on you, and they study you, and they see what you're eating, and all, everything about you, and what time of month it is for women. and so They know all about you, folks. They figure it all out before you even are given the card, and you all go along with it. We've got a better mousetrap, he said. Yeah. That's what you are to them. This article I read a couple of years ago when it came out, but it's, it's more valid than ever, it says, The moral judgments can be altered. MIT neuroscientists influence people's moral judgments by disrupting specific brain region. It says they're shown that they can influence the moral judgments, in a finding that helps reveal how the brain constructs morality. To make moral judgments about other people, we often need to infer their intentions, an ability known as theory of mind. For example, if a hunter shoots his friend while on a hunting trip, we need to know what the hunter was thinking. Was he secretly jealous, or did he mistake his friend for a duck, or was he simply pissed? As his previous studies have shown that a, a brain region known as the right temporal, lobe, temporal parietal lobe junction is active when we think about other people's intentions and beliefs. I'll carry on with this when I come back. From this break. This should all be your cell phone. Hi folks, I'm back. We'll go to Justin from Florida, who's been hanging on the line there. Are you still there, Justin?
0: Yeah, hey, yeah, I am still so here. How are you? Not so bad, how are you? I um, just wanted to talk about, it, you know, uh, a little bit of music, you know, just the side in which we live. It's just, it's, it's so artificial. And, you know, like every day, I mean, um, I work at a marketing agency, so a lot of, you know, of what you're talking about, you know, is, like resonates with me because it is all about, you know, your audience's opinions, you know, how they view your product. Yeah. And, you know, and just, you know, from everything, from music down to the food we eat, I just find it amazing how they've, how they've taken our focus off of, you know, um, of the resources that we need to live. And they've gotten it onto, you know, onto the rat race for paper and for degrees and for, you know, and like for, for conveniences. You know, it's like you say, you know, a convenience has a, you know, it starts with a con. You know, just the great con is just, it, it looks like it's, I mean, it's disgusting, but yet it's, it's, it's a marvel, you know, at how they've been able to control so many people, so, I mean, even though it so has been a long time, it, like, it, 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 it's just yeah. incredible how they, you know, how they've managed to pull it off thus far.
1: Well, they, they knew a long time ago, Bernays knew it, because he was taught by the best guys, even before his Uncle Freud. And this is an old science, and and these guys especially knew it because they were the forefront of uh, the revolutionary movement, by the way, Freud as well. And um, they knew they could actually transfer uh, sexual instincts to any product. Uh, It starts off with dress for women and go on from there, and they could really alter um, behavior, uh, again, through advertising and putting out uh, high-profile women out there, celebrities, and other other people would copy them. Now it's all embedded in movies with their highly erotic sexual scenes. This just got to be better than what you're having at home. And it just goes on and on and on. And, uh, and they've destroyed society. No one's happy with anyone anymore. And when you're hyper-sexualized like that, you cannot reach uh, a normal state of satisfaction. So they go for the next level and the next level and the next level. It's a well-understood science. Uh, and uh, you've got thousands of think tanks working on it all with foundation money and your tax money. To do that, and literally, people—it's like the rats that was stimulated from the brain. Eventually, with wires in the brain, uh, it was—it was going to sexual areas. Uh, This, the rats would would continue um, feeling this pleasurable instinct. It would never feed itself, and eventually, would die in that state rather than eat. Uh, humans actually are much the same. So, all these unconscious desires, they can actually transfer onto other things and sell them very cleverly through very good marketing. Because the marketers are at the top of the tree in this whole science, you understand? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You know, it's all about the mind and, yeah. know, and all about
1: And peer pressure kicks in. Yep. And then the school has a big job of hyper-sexualizing the children at school. And plus the, what the, there's the a whole massive industry of media and television aimed just at children to take over from that too and augment it so they'll have no chance going up in any kind of, uh, community or family situation, uh, at all. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Enter Big Bird.
1: <laughs> Thanks, th- but thanks for calling in. And from Hamish myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God, all your God's go with you.